0: I'm Kate Northrup.
1: And I'm Mike Watts. And we're partners in life, love, and business.
0: Welcome to the Kate and Mike Show, where we share insights and interviews on entrepreneurship, relationships, parenting, self-actualization, and making a life, not just a living.
1: Welcome back to the Kate and Mike Show. This is Mike.
0: And I'm Kate. Hi. How are you doing today, honey?
1: Good. I just got distracted because I was putting the descriptions and titles together this morning for four episodes of Project Life with Mike Watts. Good. Which, if you have not listened
0: to it, is a Mike's daily podcast. Short episodes, they're what, like five to ten minutes?
1: Sometimes they get into 15 range.
0: Okay, but they're short. But
1: usually they're five to ten minutes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Five to 15.
0: Yeah. So, and that's more of like a documentary style, like just behind the scenes of the life of Mike, running a business, being a dad.
1: Yeah, and our family. Being awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. I'm doing good. I uh, worked out this morning, Mm -hmm. which was good. They opened a new gym in our town, which has been fun to go and see. A new box, if you will. Oh, a new box, as the CrossFit community (laughs) calls it. Actually, I haven't heard anybody say that in a long time. No, no. but it is a, uh, however you feel about it, they're just from your information, depending on what you do as a career in life, CrossFit is hitting... The food industry is extremely hard. Like, that's the mission of the CEO and the founder of it, really big time is like taking on big soda and disproving the claims, like soda's healthy and all this stuff. And so, and there's a lot of momentum behind it. And they have boxes, quote unquote, or gyms all over the world that support the theories behind CrossFit and what they're doing. And it's a massive organization that is taking on these big food companies to just say, you guys have been wrong and like I, mistreating know human that aim. that
0: was the focus of the CEO
1: yeah it has been now because he so, knows and then also to be able to get the gyms in lower kind of lower income neighborhoods and yeah. stuff because it is a very it's an expensive it is. monthly fee depending on where your gym is etc and so he said there's a lot of one thing that he's really focused on is to actually figure out how to get it into lower incomes that they can get a lower price because he's just you know the guy's not looking to he i heard an interview that his name is greg glassman that he's really you know he's made great money you know tremendous money in his life of business so he doesn't actually need this to survive or live on for the rest of his life so he's like okay now it's really changing the direction the focus and how to make sure that this world spreads so it's pretty cool that's great yeah and i like their mission and what they've been able to do and they're doing a big health summit before the crossfit games that i told bradley we should go to but now i'm not going so Yeah, how are you doing?
0: I'm great. I had a sweet morning with Penelope and I took her to daycare. She was very excited about that. She ran in just screaming, like so excited. (laughs) So that was great. And uh, yeah, we're just recording this and we're going to do our weekly money date that we have every day. We don't do it every day. We do it every Monday now. We record the podcast and we do our money date and kind of talk about the week coming up. And then I'm going to go work out. Yeah. So that's that's the story, Morning Glory. It's a big week. so It's a big week. We close on our house on Thursday. So when this episode comes out, we will already have been moved in. But but we're pre-recording because we are using batching to get ahead of our podcast so that we are not recording the week before the episode comes out to give our team some wiggle room. That's the one thing I have learned. I was not able to make myself get ahead on my blog. Or like anything, really. I was always such a last minuteer What's really cool, though, is that when you have a team of people who are awaiting your content so that they can package it and design it and do upload it and all the things to get it out into the world, you have to do it early because otherwise it's actually really disrespectful to them. So I have actually, I'm four weeks ahead on my blog, which I'm really excited about. And we are recording this episode of the podcast about a month early. So look Stready at Pretty remarkable. Yeah, because we want to take care of our people and not make their lives stressful. And so- we
1: we'll make our lives stressful.
0: I know, but it's so funny. I, oh, will, do, yeah. I will do more <gasps> to make sure that our team is happy than I will to make sure that I'm happy because human nature is that we tend to care. At least, I'll just speak for myself. No, it's true. I will do something for someone else that I won't do for myself. And so, you know, whatever the psychology is of that. We are using it to our advantage because now we have people depending on us. So we got to get our crap together. So I'm excited to be so ahead on the blog and the podcast. That's great. Yeah. All right. So today we are talking about something that happened about a year ago, and it was a really, really rough spot. And I would say like the aftershock of it came um, January of this year. So this is like a year ago and then six months ago.
1: What do you mean by the aftershock?
0: Uh, Well, I think that we had like a final ironing out. Not final. I mean, you know, our relationship is going to be an ongoing process. But like, I think that like things were pretty intense in our marriage and our business last July about this time. And then we sort of had... Another thing that came up in January that was related to the same issues, but it was like more of a, another healing layer.
1: What happened in January? Are we talking about that on this? Yeah. Oh,
0: you don't remember? It's all part of the same story.
1: I know. But what happened in January?
0: Well, remember with the whole thing, we went and met with Stu and then I was like all gung ho. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay do you want to share mike do you want to share this kind of like because you sort of initiated what happened last summer
1: we i don't know things were something it was just like things weren't flowing you know and i would say a lot of it started when i think about back to it because i had the realization about what was going on and it was pointed out to us by lindy who what does she even do what is her? Well,
0: Lindy, her functional... professional background is she's a physician's assistant, a PA, but she's also a trained homeopath and holistic okay. health medical practitioner.
1: So, holistic health medical practitioner. Who has been helping us with Penelope Skin and multiple other things with Kate and, and myself if, as well. We
0: live in the Greater Portland area. Her name is Lindy Griegel and she's at Fall River Health, and we yeah. recommend her highly.
1: She's fantastic. So we you know, we've been experiencing I would say for let me speak for myself. So Basically, when Kate was pregnant, and so this goes back to Penelope's almost two. So, we're talking like in the last two and a half, three years. I just was kind of not feeling... I was just not feeling great, you know, is a good way to put it. And then we had the baby, or she had the baby, but we welcomed a child into our house. And it became... It was pretty intense, like I would say. It was... With the whole birth experience... And then as we welcome this new kid in and then it, you know, and then Kate had insomnia, so she couldn't sleep, you know, in the same basically area with the baby. So I was sleeping the baby and then bring the baby downstairs to breastfeed in the middle of the night. And then Kate would bring the baby back up. Like all of these, there's like a big long story here and I'm trying to, I'm going to make it short. So there was just all of these things that were happening. And then my role, like, I started my business so I could stay at home with the family and do this together. And I also wanted to find a partner when I started the business to not necessarily go into business together, but at least have the same kind of drive and mentality around it. So understood because my last relationship that ended before Kate, my last serious relationship before Kate... It ended because I was starting a business and she didn't quite understand it. We wanted the same thing in the end. We both wanted to like have a great family, etc. But she, her mind was around doing it from a job perspective, and my mind was not around that. I wanted to control my own destiny, etc. And so that was kind of the mission as I was building a business, etc. And all of that happened. Like the reality of that came true. Like during pregnancy, we'd be walking, or right after Penelope was born, I was walking with my buddy Steve around the back bay in portland and we had both of our kids and you we get stared at left and right because we're walking with newborn babies strapped to our chests etc and it's like the cutest thing ever
0: in pink fluffy yeah. snowsuits with ears
1: yeah pink fluffy snowsuits with ears so it the was babies, the babies yeah <laughs> that we were not and it was cold out etc and all this stuff and so we were walking around the back bay and he goes man he's like i felt so motivated since my daughter has come to this world and like i'm so productive when it's at work and i just want to get so much more stuff done and all this stuff and i was like oh that's interesting i was like i don't what's interesting is i don't feel that stressed about Penelope being here and which i know like from a guy perspective the a lot i've done a lot of reading on this that a lot of men start getting super motivated or start to do some crazy new activities that they've never done before or like go in this other direction that they feel there's pressure built behind it having a family etc and because the way I've always, you know, Kate before Penelope has always been able to take care of herself. You know, whether I'm here or not, Kate will be able just fine. Like I'm never worried about her, right? And with Penelope here, Penelope is not able to take care of herself at this moment in time, right? So she's getting better, etc. But when you're a little baby, you have to watch with them. So basically, there was this new dad experience happening for myself, and not only with myself, but also for our business because we also had some folks working with us in our business and new team members and bringing them on board. And just for my own kind of emotional, mental game was definitely off. Like I I felt pressure, but I was also like there was this kind of a depression, I would say to a certain degree. I don't know if that's like a clinical thing or whatever, but that's the way I just felt in the situation. Like I was just not happy. I was kind of grumpy as somebody from our B-School said that I'm sincere yet slightly irritated I definitely would say I was more slightly irritated about everything during that time and it was just a lot I felt like I had a lot on my plate for what was going on right so that transpired for Penelope at that moment was almost a year old you know she was coming up on a year old and we've had a crazy journey with like we hired these sleep coaches and it kind of took me out of my element of like listening to myself, you know, really knowing who I am and then what is right, where it's like you're giving your power away to someone else instead of just kind of you know, paying attention to what's going on in your own ability, right? Your own trusting yourself. So then from a business perspective, Kate and I are working together and then you know, we've been working together for a few years now and you know, we were living in the same house. We're working together in the same house. We're just doing life together, which is fantastic. And I love it. But then during that time as well is where Kate during pregnancy was sleeping all the time. So I, it's like, I almost lost like my business partner during that period of time, which was all right, but it was a little bit unexpected. And then especially after post-birth, I mean, it's like just like recovery, etc., and everything that a woman goes through post-birth that I've never experienced before. And neither has Kate. So it was just, you know, a process and a journey in itself. And then so all of this kind of compounded on top of each other. And then that leads to I go meet Lindy. So we were meeting with her about Penelope's crazy eczema journey that we were experiencing. And then she was like, well, if you guys ever want to come in for your own sessions and you went in and had a session and you had a really positive experience or yeah, like absolutely. you had a great experience in it. And you just like you learned a lot of things and then i was like all right i'll just schedule one for myself and she happens to tell us in the middle of the session that kate and i are trying to create something that actually doesn't exist in the world and that is not humanly possible and that our entire relationship and existence that we're doing is enmeshed so it's like everything that we are doing and it's not a healthy situation so when i hear this I was really caught off guard and wasn't 100% sure like what is going on. Like I was like what does that even mean? Does that mean like our whole business partnership's of fail? Like I went to the downward spiral of like we have to change everything, like we no longer work together, you know, is our relationship real? Like are we actually together in a for- and then she was like you just need to spend some time basically by yourself cuz this was also at the height of like Penelope's crazy sleep journey so i was like okay and she's like do you have a trip a getaway or anything i was like i'm actually going to the crossfit games for four days three nights starting in like two weeks or a week and a half and she's like okay that's gonna be fantastic you know you just go and take the time away and so i come home and i tell kate that night and this is like it just kind of opened a can of worms of like i don't know you can talk about what you thought about when i heard this like i just like it really brought a lot of things to the surface i think for both of us that needed to be that needed to be brought to the surface throughout this past year I would say but I don't know you can what do you yeah, think
0: yeah well let's define enmeshed first okay, because I don, I bet a lot of people listening don't know what that word means so enmeshed is sort of like a codependency where everything in your life is all super super entwined and so it's not really interdependence it's like an unhealthy dependence right and that was really awful to hear it really was and here's the deal I have been given feedback by professionals or intuitives or whatever where they'll say something and I'm just like yeah that just doesn't really resonate but this one I think it felt so awful to hear because I knew on some level it was true otherwise I would have just been like yeah I don't think so because that's happened before mm-hmm. but right. it, but like I really felt it on a deep level and in the past, I had been extremely enmeshed with my mother financially and also emotionally. Not extremely. I mean, I don't think it was like wildly unhealthy, but it was a little unhealthy, like towards the end of high school and, and you know, like in my Into 20s. Yeah. And so to sort of hear from an outsider who's deeply intuitive and very gifted in her work, that I had recreated the exact same situation. (laughs) Not the exact same. I mean, you know, I'm not, you know, but like it was similar enough. I was like, oh, God, you know, because we do repeat these lessons. And in Origin, I teach the upward spiral of success or the upward cycle of success. And it's this idea, you know, if you've ever felt like you heal an issue and then five years later – You're like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm back in this same pattern. My belief is that if you are awake and alert in your life, you do revisit the exact same lessons over and over. But each time it's from a higher level of consciousness. So it felt like for me, it was like, wah, wah, here I am again. I thought I had unraveled this particular lesson but it was that same lesson but at a higher level of consciousness because i was on the upward cycle of success
1: and the perspective you know just some alternative perspective is like kate was kind of ending this enmeshment with her mom
0: right as we got together
1: like a month before or it was going yeah it was during when we yeah, started so traveling the like, country.
0: Oh my gosh, I didn't really heal it. And I know that you listening there's got to be something in your life where, you know, you did a lot of work whether it was in therapy or, you know, some other personal development work and you healed something and then it comes back to bite you again, but it is like I do believe that it's always at a higher level of consciousness and it it, it is an elevated layer of that lesson. So, anyway, at that point, so I was really kind of You know, it was like I was living one way and then all of a sudden it was like you ripped this curtain away and or well, you came home and said about the enmeshment. I was like, there are things that once you see them, you can't unsee them. So then I started being aware of all the ways that I depended on Mike and sort of took him for granted and took all the things he was doing for granted rather than noticing how and even it's as simple as. You know, And it's still, I will say, this is still the healing continues because the other night I said to Mike, do you want to watch an episode of a TV episode? And Mike was like, no, I'm going to get this work done and then I'm going to go right to bed. So I sat down on the couch and I realized I still, <laughs> to this day, don't exactly know how to work our television. But Mike was right over here at the kitchen table and I was over there on the couch. And because I learned about enmeshment and I was really, am still practicing Self-sufficiency, which I was always really good at before I met you, but then you're really good at so many things that I'm not, that I just sort of let go of being good at the technical world. But I sat here and I consciously messed with the buttons and messed with the three remotes, which is ridiculous that we it takes three remotes to turn on the TV, and I figured it out. And I got an episode of Grace and Frankie playing all by myself. And it felt really, so I continue to do those things and we'll get back to how we worked on this together, but that's just like a jumping ahead of noticing, okay, what are the ways that I was depending on you and taking it for granted and not really standing on my own two feet and working more from a place of dependence instead of interdependence. So I started seeing that in our life and it was kind of horrifying because I really up until that point. Now, I will say this. Maybe... So, from my perspective, I would say I was happier in our business relationship than you were. Would you say that was true? Yes. Yes.
1: 100%.
0: I think that it really worked for me, like, coming up with all the ideas and then (laughs) having you run the show, like, implementing them.
1: Yeah. And I would say the one reason... That it was a little bit more, which didn't actually, this has been an ongoing thing in our relationship when it comes to business until about, I don't know, a month ago or two months ago. I've had this crazy, like, even though we've been building everything we've been building together, I always wanted to build something on my own, you know? And that's when I started my business, I was by myself and building it. But my role in life has always been kind of to support people as they're building things right and so kind of look at it in a number two or number three or number four like all my internships college all of that stuff same patterns and as kate and i started working together that was the exact role that it fell into and then everything was focused on let's say KateNorthrup.com and everything that kate was doing and so somebody had to run the show to make all of it happen and that was what my role fell into and i was actually not happy being in that spot I had like resentment and then it led into like competition that we'll talk about here in a second. But I was literally competing with my own business partner, my wife in our own company.
0: I was and not competing.
1: Kate was not aware of this or anything. And I wasn't aware of it either until January. Yeah. Yeah. Until we interviewed Amanda Steinberg, which I talked about it on our, our episode with her. And we'll that's linked that. in the show notes. If yeah. You and we'll go repeat to that, that episode. It was a good one. But yeah. It's, so this is the perspective that I had with our business was like okay i just have to so kate would what in how things would run is she'd be like i don't want to answer customer service emails anymore be just because of like time restrictions right like
0: and also sometimes people don't say always i mean i think largely our customer service emails are lovely people but occasionally one comes in that's really not friendly right and i am so sensitive and if i read one thing that's like a complaining person or a nasty comment or whatever it, unfortunately, it's, I just
1: will spiral. It's tough. I mean, we get like 50 <laughs> to probably 100 messages a day. Maybe that might be a little high, but around that. and Certainly like, on, a, and on then, a blog day. And some folks will just write in their entire life story. That takes up. It's like three or four pages long. And I know they really want, which is really nice and it's great to read it. But it's also that takes a long time, you know. And so when we're trying to balance so many other things in our life and so for business, so Kate would go through these things and just say, I can't do this anymore. So I would find people to take over those roles. And then every time I like felt like I freed up the energy, it was like I don't want to do this anymore. So or whatever I would start to do. And it was this constant back and forth thing that we were going through. It was a little I don't know how to really explain it but
0: well, so last July, when you came back from. I went
1: to the cross. So, okay, so, so I went to So you the came games. back
0: from Lindy, and then you basically said, I don't want to work on KateNorthup.com yes. at all. I don't want to work with you at all. Right. And you basically just like quit. And it was terrifying because in my mind, we were 50 50 and we were both equal breadwinners because we ran the company together. So in my mind, we were both responsible for 50% of the income. And suddenly Mike came home and was like, I quit. And I, in my head, and I don't know if this is healthy or not, but in my head, I immediately was like, I am not going to be the primary breadwinner. Like I'm so not interested in being the only person bringing in income. So to me, it was, that's where I went. But I think in your mind, it was a very different perspective.
1: Right, cuz I knew com would be fine. You know, I just knew that that income would be good and then I will figure something else out to do. You know, at that moment it was just like it was a little abrupt. So, I didn't have like a backup plan or a game plan, but I've never like I've never been jobless, let's just say, or not had income basically. Like I've always hustled. I've always figured out a way to make money. And so I was never concerned about like what my next role was going to be. And it's not something that I wanted to. It was just almost where the enmeshment deal. What Lindy told me it was intense, and I just saw Lindy like about a month ago. We took Penelope in for a skin checkup, and I told her I was like, "Yeah." She's like, "How are things going?" Blah blah. blah. She's like, "I haven't seen you while." I was like, "I know." I was so mad at you because every time I went to two more appointments after that first one in July, and every time I left, I felt worse about myself, you know. And really, she was just pointing out things that she noticed and that I really needed to work on you know, like discoveries that need to happen. And I was just, I told her, I was like, I was pissed. I was pissed at you. And she's like, what? And I was like, yeah, I was mad because every time I left here, I felt like crap. And I was like, I'm cool now. So thank you for pointing all that stuff out because it really did change the game, you know, and during that time as well, like we were thinking about moving again and just like moving to Yarmouth. And then it was like, for me, it was like Kate's dream. So all I'm doing is hopping on the Kate Northwood Watts bandwagon. And like, we're moving to this town she grew up in and all of this stuff. So, this was all happened, like, a year ago. Then I went to the CrossFit Games for that time. It was great. Like, I talked to my buddies. I saw friends. I, like, spent a lot of time alone. We talked it out with, like... I saw Daniel Laporte and Danielle Vith, and we went to lunch, and we were talking about all this stuff happening and with Penelope, and I saw my other buddy, Scott and Simon, and, you know, we hung out, and I came back, and I was like, okay, like, I felt better. I felt way better, you know? But I came back, and Kate did not feel better. It was a lot of un... <laughs> like... I just felt better on myself. And then there were things that needed to be discussed where I was like, okay, I'm not going to stop working. We just have to change kind of the arrangement.
0: And then you quit a couple other times. And
1: then I quit probably two more times after that, Mm -hmm. maybe or one more time after that, but not within the same month. It was spread out over. (laughs) There were um, a couple
0: times within one week. Yeah. (laughs) But you know, I just, the reason we're telling you this story is not because we think that like, I mean, maybe you are just inherently interested in the inner workings of our marriage, but it's to realize like. There's a couple of things going on here. One is that you can still produce things and keep moving forward even though everything's not perfect behind the scenes. So For that's sure. that's number 1. Cuz things kept going cuz you can, you know, we needed to pay the rent and like need to pay our team and so you just kind of keep moving forward. And then number 2 is just to realize that you know, everyone's working on issues and so that's good to know. And then number 3 is really to think about Where are the places? For me, this was the lesson of this. Where were the places that I was basically giving away my power to you? Correct. Which to me is what Enmeshment is all about. It's where we, it's where we, and where were you, but yeah. So it's been a great opportunity over the last year to continue to look at, okay, where am I giving my power away? And it's not that I don't, I believe in interdependency. I mean, there are things I depend on you for. And if you weren't here, could I figure them out? Absolutely. But
1: Or you just wouldn't do them. Like, oh. <laughs> you know, the reality is it goes both ways. You know, there's things that you do that if you weren't here, like, I probably just wouldn't do them.
0: Well, yeah, there's the things that... Right, exactly. But it's just to really it's like look at like folding the
1: towels in a certain way. Like, I just wouldn't fold them in a certain way. You wouldn't, way. and that's no.
0: fine. I know. But your, <laughs> your linen closet would not look as nice as it does right now. Although our linen closet, because we're moving, I have let it go, and it really is not up to my standards. But in our new home, I'm so excited to fold all the towels perfectly and get them in the closet so that they look right. Anywho... <laughs> So note. then what happened is I, we were really, so then we were like getting in arguments a lot and they were kind of these same, like it was the same. Let's
1: define a lot.
0: Okay. For us, it was a lot. It was yeah, like once us, a week.
1: Yeah. Me, would you say
0: it was once a week? It was
1: once a, once a week to once every two weeks. I to once say. every two weeks. Yeah. For
0: us, that was a lot. a lot. And it felt like it wasn't screaming matches or anything, but it felt like we would get into these discussions where we were making each other mad and then it was a stalemate. Like, right. like, it didn't really get resolved. And then we were feeling... Like we'd dis- be, I was feeling disconnected. Yeah, and we'd
1: be upset. I lot, was feeling like, a
0: little mad at you all the time. And yeah. also, like, you were a little mad at I was at a me little
1: mad at you all the, all the time, time, I remember. like I, I didn't didn't really wanna... feel
0: that. It felt awful. Yeah, It just felt awful. And so, it would go
1: on from, like, an hour to, like, three days.
0: Yes. So I said to Mike, I think we need help. And one of my ground rules for getting married was... If,
1: this When was this? Let's give it a time. This
0: was like last August, September?
1: I forget when we met with David.
0: I can't remember. It was around Whenever. this same time, so it was about slightly a, after yeah. this time. And one of my ground rules for getting married was, if we ever run into trouble, you have to be willing to go to therapy with me. And so I pulled that card and I was like, we are struggling. We need help. And then what happened? Then I said no. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, we don't need it. Because then, like, things got... Then it got better.
0: But can you talk about why? Because I think a lot of people will relate to you. To, yeah. And why you didn't want to. So,
1: I didn't... Like, okay, so in New England, in the Northeast, like, people are like, I'm my therapist. It's like a common thing. But in Indiana, like, nobody... I never was around anyone that ever talked about going to a therapist or getting help from an outside source. Like, it just wasn't a thing in Indiana that I know of, you know, or maybe people do, but it was just not in my circles of... People that I knew, friends, families, all that stuff. Or maybe I just wasn't paying attention to what was going on. But even in college, like I didn't get it. I've always been able to kind of navigate my own issues and kind of move through them. So for myself, you know, that's what I just kind of was able to do. And the reality, and also, it's the feeling of failure. You know, it's like, oh, I have to go get help, which is crazy, right? So the reality that I told myself or the realization afterwards, like if I need some help with Facebook marketing, I will find a Facebook marketing guy. Right? This is the clarity that came to me. So, if I need help with copywriting, I go find somebody to write copy for me in our business. But if I need help in my marriage, like, doesn't it make sense to go get some help in my marriage? Like, it just came to me, and I was like, oh, you idiot. Like, this is why you go do this, right? This is what I. Sorry. I was sorry for those of you that are. I didn't speak very highly of myself at that moment in time. But this was like, it was a bonehead decision like to resist but it goes beyond that like it goes to the emotions of failure it goes to me failing as a partner me failing as a husband to Kate where I'm not able to work through these it goes into self it's not even that's not that's the surface answer truthfully like it goes even deeper than that where it's failure that I'm failing right is that I feel that I am not producing well as a man or me as a guy so we go down the downward spiral of this i have to get help and it's like weakness or it's this way that we have to show up differently in the world or come to the marriage that we have everything figured out and i don't have everything figured out and so it's like in going to get help from because going to get facebook ad help is much different than me going to like fix my emotional state right so in our culture it is in the culture it is but the reality is it's not much different right because we treat like Because Facebook ad help helps me make money, right? (laughs) So my emotional state is like me realizing that there's something going on that's wrong with me, you know, or a belief that my, let's just say the lineage, the male lineage, is that the right word, of the Watts family needs to be corrected, right? It's for me to look at these things to say, okay, it's time to correct the ongoing pattern that has happened over centuries and centuries and decades and decades of the way things have been and just because they are the way they were 20 years ago or 50 years ago or 100 years ago doesn't mean it has to continue that way if I'm upset or not happy with the situation like I have the power to actually change the dynamic of the future right so that's kind of why I I mean I, I would say right off the bat I was like we can figure this out and that was the initial thing to be like we're good we like we can figure that we figured it out enough we can figure it out again but then we were good. Like I was like, no. And then it happened again. Like, I don't know, two days later. And I was like, okay, let's do it. Like, we got to find somebody to get help with because we can't, this is, it, it was getting, we were just getting mad and upset at each other over the stupidest things.
0: Yeah. One and, of them was stuffed peppers. It was like a horror. Yeah. And so, oh, I was going to say stuffed something. peppers. I know that that really those damn you. stuffed peppers. I look at you every time. <laughs> so it was really amazing that you were willing to get, Help with me, and you know it's so interesting that you talk about from your perspective. It was that if you need to get help, you're failing. From my perspective, it was like, yeah, I mean, could we have figured it out ourselves eventually? Probably, but to me, I want to be on the accelerated path. Right. Uh, and I was like, I think it'll be more efficient to bring somebody else in because I don't like living this way. And also, to me, getting help is also like, okay, could we run Facebook ads ourselves? Could we figure it out? Yeah. But it would take longer and we would probably not be as good at it. And to me, getting help in your marriage or with a personal therapist or with a coach or whatever is not about you're not doing well. It's about how well could you do. To me, it's about optimization. And so – I love. Well, bringing I think about that now. Experts for yeah. optimization. So it was marriage optimization for me, and then so we met with David, this great guy, David Coates, who was recommended to me by a girlfriend. And literally within one se- within the first twenty minutes of the first session, he had basically helped us to identify the pattern that we were triggering within each other. And basically, you know, this is probably not news to those of you listening who have been in therapy, but it was so cool because he's a somatic based therapist, so it's really. Basically, his premise is it is not about the content of the current argument that's going on or the current disagreement or whatever. It is about that the content is triggering what he calls your crew. And so your crew are the internalized aspects of yourself that got stuck at different ages feeling a certain way based on a previous experience that had happened. Which is why we ended up blowing up at each other about stuffed peppers. I mean, it was such a great example of like, this is not about the content of this conversation. And that was a really obvious example. So he would have us go within and check in with where we were feeling the emotion in our body and who that person was basically living in our body and what age they were at and what they had to share with us. And it feels, it sounds really weird to talk about it right now. You're like, that sounds kooky. In the moment... oh by the way we met with him on skype which was really cool so in the moment it was so powerful to go inside and for me the pattern that mike was triggering was me not feeling supported which was you know based on childhood stuff that it doesn't matter to get into right now but it was so interesting so every time we would get for me
1: was not being enough
0: for mike it was not being enough and so as you can see Every time I felt unsupported, that would magnify Mike's not feeling like he was enough because if I felt unsupported, that must mean Mike wasn't enough. And then when he didn't feel enough, I felt unsupported because you don't feel supported by a guy who doesn't feel like he's enough. So it was this downward spiral, which we would trigger each other with these patterns and once we got it, for me, the huge realization was, do you remember, Mike, when we were sitting across from each other on the two couches far away from each other in the living room? And we were like, I don't know if you remember this yeah, particular remember. evening. Penelope yeah. was asleep. We were like really into it. And all of a sudden, I just looked at Mike and I decided to give it up. And I just like let go and I softened my heart. And I realized right then there is no amount that Mike could do for me that would heal the part of me that doesn't feel supported. He can't fill that hole. Only I could fill that hole for myself. And so I realized if I didn't check in with my crew regularly, every time I felt triggered to ask, you know, my little second grader what she needed in that moment, if I didn't take responsibility for that, there was nothing Mike could do that would heal it. And that was such a huge realization for me. Like Mike could be part of my healing, but it was never going to be. I was looking to him to fix it for me. And again, with the enmeshment. So it was so powerful in that moment. And I remember I stood up from the couch. I walked over to sit on your couch with you. And we both just like everything instantly changed. It was like there was this ice around both of our bodies separating us that just totally melted. And we were able to actually see each other for who we are, not for all these layers that we were putting on each other of what we weren't, our parents, you know, childhood wounds, all the things. It was so cool to let Mike off the hook and not need him to fix me not feeling supported. Mm -hmm. And as a result, and I'll let you go in a second, as a result, like a year later, I have never felt more supported. Like it is crazy through the origin launch and now having Licia, our company president on board and the things that Mike is doing and the things that our team is doing. And then the universe, like I feel so supported and I don't really even have a shred of that feeling of in order for something to get done, I must do it. And that came from, I mean, I really believe that came from the shift of realizing There's nobody on the planet who can fix this. This is me. Like Mm -hmm. I have to fill this hole myself. What was? Do you want to share your experience around this?
1: That moment, or just in this right this part? Yeah, about your trigger and how that
0: was healing. I think for
1: myself, like I had to. I know there was. I wasn't looking for Kate, like the way she was looking at me to fill the void of not being supported. I wasn't looking for her to a certain degree. Acknowledgement, like just giving me. Like praise, I guess you could say. I don't know. That sounds really weird, but I think at that recognition, it's like just acknowledging what is happening. But the thing is, like, she would do that, but it wouldn't fill my like void, right? And so I knew from like as soon as that happened, it's my responsibility to take care of that somehow. Like, I got to figure out how to make sure that I feel like I'm enough, basically. So, you know, it's even with we had a small situation going on but it still happens like this hasn't stopped and i'll just share you an example that happened this weekend we have a small situation with kate's bathroom at the new house
0: <laughs> this is definitely in the category of luxury problems this is
1: super ridiculous but <laughs> I- i'm not gonna go into basically the color of everything is the all the fixtures in the bathroom are one and then the shower fixtures are not the same color
0: it doesn't match
1: it doesn't match so So ridiculous. But it looks kind of weird. Like when we first saw it, we were both like, this looks weird. It was not the vision in the picture I had in my head of what the glass shower doors would be. You know, I expected them to be much taller than what they were. Like the whole – the way I had it for the picture-perfect bathroom was not the reality when we first saw it. That's the great way to put it, right? So – Basically, there was all this discussion about how do we switch this out? How do we change the color? How do we make it all match? How do we do this? Blah, 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 blah. We went on down this path. And in my head, the whole time, I was just like, oh my gosh, we have to get the six. My wife's not going to like the house. Like, this is the dialogue that went on. And I told you this already this weekend. But I just want you to know, like, this, based off what Kate said, it's this, whatever we have going on, it's a constant lifelong journey that we have to experience so when it came to like the bathroom i was like okay we got to figure out how to get that out that's going to probably be to rip all the bathroom stuff out and to do all of this stuff to get it all in there it's probably going to cost at least five thousand dollars but then she mentioned replacing all the fixtures that's going to be probably 10 grand just to replace the fixtures or something i don't know i'm just making prices up here and you know it's like this is the dialogue that go in my head i'm like how am i going to be able to do this and then she was like talking to me about in the car and i'm like going down this one like oh my gosh this is like so stressful and i was like we're building this amazing home that we're about to move into we're concerned about the stupid shower you know color but also in my head i was like okay we it doesn't work for what we wanted it to be so we have to get this taken care of but the reality was like i told kate this week and i was like i just have to tell you what's going on in my head how i feel about this and it was just which is basically what i told you guys now and she was just like oh okay well she just and then we went back over there yesterday we looked at it, and we're like you know what it's fine it's fine you know, like when we first see it, it's that emotional trigger that takes place. And what I've realized during this house process, when we first see something like that, we should definitely look at it again. And so, after this decision of what we were doing, I was like, we should walk away and then come back and look at it again. Because when you first see it, what you—the reality that I had in my head of the picture was not what was, or the dream that I had in my head was not what the reality was at that moment. So it was off. And then I'm like, okay, everything has to get shifted, but it goes back into this, I'm not enough phase, right? So it goes back into what is my role, like, when all the lack that I felt during this entire time of running this business that I talked about the competition. So I read Amanda Steinberg's book. Worth it. Worth it. Yeah. Worth it. And in the first chapter, she talked about, first, like, it was the introduction. I never even finished the rest of the book. (laughs) Like, I was going to, but I'm like, there's no, what I, because the way I read books is, like, usually, especially, like, nonfiction books usually there's going to be a nugget, maybe one or two nuggets in this book that I can really use in my life. And then that's it. Like sometimes I finish the whole thing. Other times I don't. I've just like... So with her book, I just... I read it and I, maybe I'll go back to it one day because we're going to have a money section at our house, right? Of all the money books. But I just read it and it talked about how women are have are literally in control of all the money in the world. And then just how... It was this facts on these... That I can't remember all the facts right now. But it's basically how... Everything I'm trying to accomplish or my goal I thought in life won't will never will won't happen because like recognize the reality of what's going to take place now right or what's taking place in this moment where we are. Now, that doesn't mean all my dreams and realities won't come true. But it was just a shift that took place in my head was like, oh, I was like, oh, OK. I don't know why it just something clicked. And I'm like, I'm literally in competition with my wife because i had attributed a value so when i would sell something on ebay because i was big in the, selling a lot of stuff in that moment in time on ebay that's kind of slowed down since we moved to our new place because it's really hard to take pictures it's just it's not a good ebay selling home put it that way and a lot of the, yeah so anyway but like i would sell something on ebay for ten dollars and i attributed that ten dollars worth of worth is what i'm bringing to our relationship so, for instance, like, we got in a fight one day because Kate had all these books, these breastfeeding books or whatever type of whatever. They were baby, baby sleep baby books. Baby sleep books. She was, was like, <laughs> I got to get rid of them. I'm like, we'll just sell them on eBay. And she's like, what are you going to get for them? And I said, like, I don't know, maybe three to five dollars. She's like, Mike, the amount of time and effort you're doing that. And I got so mad at her because the reality was I was saying five dollars. Of she was like, just go give them to the goodwill. Like we, I somebody else donate
0: to them to the library or
1: the, to the library. Like somebody else could take them. And I got so mad because I was attributing $5 that I could sell this book for. My wife would love me a little bit more basically is what it came well, down and to. And I
0: think also you can correct me if I'm wrong. Cause I might be wrong on this one. My perception was that also at that time you weren't seeing like, let's say we did a webinar. And we brought in $10,000, right? Mm-hmm. Because I had created the webinar and taught the webinar, I think you were seeing it as I brought in the $10,000, but because I only created the content and taught it, but had no idea how any of the backend was working, I saw it as a collaborative, equal effort. partnership effort. So, to me, I was thinking, why would you go sell a book on eBay and make three dollars when we could work together over here and bring in ten thousand right because I was seeing the value no, of your understood. time as so much higher than you were seeing it. and I Is think that true
1: yeah, well, maybe not there's a part of that that's true that I realized with our relationship like I've understood that from the beginning, you know it's like what our skill sets are right yeah. and so but there was also when you think about I think what was happening the most is that, like, it was almost the dependency part of it, where you were relying on me to do these. It was all I don't know how to really explain it or how I felt in it, but I just I didn't feel the fifty-fifty split. Let's put it that way; it makes it simple. Like, even though I knew the fifty-fifty split, I just didn't feel that for myself. Yeah. The way you felt it, it was I didn't feel that yeah. because it for me me uploading you know taking care of the tech end and the back end of the webinar was not enjoyable or exciting you know at that moment i'm like okay you know i have to go through the motions so Kay can go do her thing you know or whatever like that's kind of the attitude that i had towards it and it was hard you know that was hard but i also like what my worth was and knowing that but i'm never if i'm never going to be enough like how hard is that to dig a hole out of like if that's my self-limiting belief or my belief in myself how hard is it to I remember going to Tony Robbins like a couple of years ago and that was one of the things I wrote down like three limiting beliefs it was like I'm not enough you know it was one of those things that I continually it was put down and that I had to work through but like having these been all these little realizations along the way and then even now I can't remember how it all like cleared up
0: Well, I think that we just did the work with David. So, I don't know. Maybe we did five sessions with him. Well, we did five or six
1: sessions with him, which was that. But then also within our own company. Yes. Basically, I realized things had to start shifting in about... Like, I basically stopped going on our team calls in December. I, like, just disconnected from... Yeah. Yeah, from our company in December.
0: Yes, right uh, or early January. Yeah, was, well, I told you you were too grumpy to come on the team calls, right? And that everyone was scared of you. Correct. So I was like, you. Can't,
1: yeah, because like little things on our team
0: call anymore we're not anymore because you, so gr- you were so grumpy. Yeah,
1: little. I was. I was. I'm not gonna lie. I was. I was irritated that little small things that should have been part of the checklist on every day for the folks that were working with us, weren't getting checked. Yeah. like and i was just mad like i was just like it's wasting us money like there's every small mistake is money it's it's money out the door to a certain degree right so i was just mad and plus it was like yeah that's going to happen like mistakes will happen sure. no problem right but i was also at a place that was not happy yeah so you yeah, took a that, break yeah so i just opted like kate told me that and i just stopped going on the calls and kate said they got a lot better And I actually gave me some time to think because the way the more and more like the one thing Gary Vaynerchuk has taught me more than anything else, listening to his content for a long time now, like, I don't know, long, it's been a long eight years, like seven, eight, maybe years, however long I wine library TV was when I first found out about him. So. It was about this self-awareness piece. It's like really understanding who you are is your greatest gift that you can bring to the table. So I've been really trying to figure that out for myself and it's okay for other people to see that inside of you, which they can see your gifts, but until we fully wrap our heads and really realize it ourself, that's when the true that's where the true power is. And that's what I find so fascinating about him is that he really understands himself and he talks about it. very contradicting person and he says he's a very contradicting person in many formats, in many ways, but it has been the self-awareness piece to really learn who Mike Watts is, right? And the funny part about the whole situation is my very first website was whoismikewatts.com. Like, that's the first website I created and I actually, I didn't even realize this until now. amazing. And my email, I just shut down my Google account for whoismikewatts at gmail.com. Like, it no longer exists. That's and like, amazing. it's kind of cool to come back around it's and realize very that now. Cool. And I just did it because I was like, I have too many emails just as a manager. So it's like time to narrow things down. And so I just shut it down in my first website. So it was like to discover who that person is, which has been great. And so that happened in January where I was like, took a step away and it gave me some time to think. It really gave me some time to think, not just about myself, but also our company, the direction, the future of that. Because I did tell Kate, like, I still want to help out, but it's in a different way you know, to be able to do that, to use my strengths. And I realized that we needed to make... There just needed to be changes. Like, things had to change. The way we were doing business... Getting us to mid-six-figure business will not take us to seven-figure business. So, the direction we were heading and what we were doing at that moment.
0: Right. So, and then in February, Licia started working with us. And then in March, she started working with us much more full-time, March, April. And I will say, like, I feel like that was... From my perspective, that was kind of the final piece falling into place because suddenly Licia has been. I mean, she's like my right hand woman and sort of also your right hand woman. Yep. So, what's the point? I mean, she's so the cool president of our organization. Licia is sort of like holding the whole thing in a way. I mean, Mike and I are still the owners, but like having somebody on board who cares about our company as much as we do. And honestly, some days I think she cares more has been really profound for our marriage because suddenly, like when we're doing business, it's Licia and me and Mike. But the times when it's just me and Mike, yeah, sometimes we still talk about our business, but it's a lot more just the two of us. And like our recent trip to London was really amazing. And so I've been feeling much more connected to you on a personal level yep. since we have Licia in the business. So adding this third element, this third person has been incredible, not only for our company, but actually also for our marriage.
1: Yeah. And you mentioned earlier about we went to see Stu in December Yes, about kind of mapping out what origin. Stu McLaren. Stu McLaren. me is his website. But kind of the launch of what origin you know the formation that origin is now was planning in december and i went there and i went with kate and we did it together and we came back and like truthfully i wasn't really into it you know and there was all these other things going on at the same time and i was just not in i'm like okay just create whatever and the reality was origin was created it was the content was created the videos were created the website was created everything was created and i did very little in the whole thing. Like I was always the final checker on all the stuff to make sure that things were done because people were doing it. It was the first time that something was created inside our organization that I was not in the day-to-day of what was being created. And it felt so good. You know, it was the best feeling ever to say like we've really built the company. Like we're building a company that is happening that's going to be greater than just you and me. You know, and so that's was always been my vision. I've never wanted to create something that's just... Even when before Kate and I were together, like I always wanted to create something bigger than just myself, you know, because it was there's a lot of people in this world that can benefit from whatever is in the world, right? So it's like being able to have other people see that. And then I realized. You know, when we had this new team members and we had some team members leave because they also felt like personal things came up and then also just their future direction where they wanted to go wasn't the same as us. So, and that happens as, you know, people are employed by other people, that happens. So that took place and then, and it just kind of cleared up the space for what was next. You know, it kind of cleared up this space of, we are now the pieces are really in place for our company. And I think there's probably one or two more that still need to really fall into place. But I think we are 80% really dialed in right now. And like things are getting done quicker and faster and it's easier for everyone. And just like everyone's working together really, really well. And it's they're really happy. And I'm much happier with the situation. Cause I realized in our team meeting one day, this was like, I don't know, a month ago. I was like, I'm going to actually use my mic at Kate com email address, but now I'm not using it, which is funny, but it was just because I had this other email address that we're focusing more on, but it, it like clicked for me. It was like, I'm really back in it. Like I'm a part of this organization. Like I'm good to be here. And I think that happened during origin. It happened, when we launched origin during the launch it's like where my skill set really strives as well as in the launch mode and it was like as soon as launch mode happened that's when i it was like we were putting all it was all the pieces were in place for the launch but everything needed to be reviewed and i remember you went to bed and i stayed up and i was working and i was like this is it and i was like i feel like i'm back Mm -hmm. you know and it was just these and then also Penelope, like we changed we moved we changed homes like and i had this real it was even during the launch of you preparing i was still feeling a little bit resentment truthfully like and because all of a sudden it went from us working together in business to me being like i felt like i was a full-time dad you know or well i guess i'm always a full-time dad but i felt I'm like i'm also a full-time mom yeah you're also a full-time mom but it was all the parenting duties of penelope it was like sleep going to bed waking up going to daycare coming home from daycare like i really felt like i was taking the majority of the load on, which was true because Kate had so much content to produce and I was just getting frustrated. I was like, I don't want to just take care of our daughter 24 7. You know, as much as I love Penelope I also need mic time. You know, I also need to produce mic time, all this stuff. So I started Project Life with Mike Watts. That created just an avenue for me and that's been 127 I don't know, 125 days straight now. It's amazing. Um, Something like this. So I was able to like and I've just started putting out podcasts daily. Now, I don't have massive traction. Like there's not massive traffic on this podcast. There's maybe 70 downloads a day, approximately 100 downloads a day, somewhere in that range. And which is great, but I'm also like for me it's the commitment of doing something every single day to fulfill my whole of not feeling yourself. enough. Yeah. You know, and that's really it and I've had a lot of people that have felt great about that. But then, as I was, it was right before we opened the cart for Origin. I think it was during the launch videos. I was just like, I was sitting there with Penelope, and I was thinking, and I told Kate where I finally like let go of the competition, and the resentment, and all of that stuff because I realized I have like this is my role at this moment in time, you know? Because we're building this company together. Kate's running every the show on Origin. I was doing very little, and I was just sitting. I mean, I was doing a lot, but not for. Okay, so let me define this right. I'm doing my skill set of my work, but for me, what work means is like building a home and literally pounding the nails in the wood, right? This is what in my definition of myself is work. It's like literally... Putting the shingle on the roof and pounding it in. It's literally me designing the website or it's me sending the emails out, right? So, from a leadership perspective, I've always been the one that's like keeping the troops going, you know, from the customer support, like touching base with them, moving that forward on our company. So, I was doing a lot, but in my head, I was doing nothing, which means like actually physically building something. And now, I had to redefine my definition of what work is for this to Russ really to build a company that we would desire to build or whatever we do in the future. First, it's me redefining what my work is. Right. So I did that. And then I was also with Penelope hanging out and I was like, you know, she's never going to be this young again. I was like, these are the thoughts went through my head. I was like, she's always going to be my daughter. I'm always going to be her dad. Right. And so, but this age that she's at now will go, it's going to go so fast and it is. And Or we can talk about that later. We have a whole theory on that one. But it's like, she's growing. We're growing. And it's like to enjoy this moment now, because who knows what my year in a year from now is going to look like. And then I realized like, this is my role. Like, this is my role as a man, as a business owner. This is my role as Kate's husband, a role as a dad. Like at my role right now is to be here with Penelope. Why Kate, her mom can go produce all this amazing content and touch all these hundreds of women. Right, thousands of people in the world of with what she's sharing with the world. So it was like when I made that shift, it was just and this happened like during the origin launch. Like in the middle of it, I was like, Oh, I dropped all like it all went away. Like everything, all the resentment, all that stuff that says like I have to go do all this, this and this. It just was like, Okay. Because there might be a time like when Kate's pregnant again, you know, she might have to sleep for 18 hours a day I
0: certainly hope not or
1: whatever that may be right so I'm looking for I will have to do something some more or something else but it also having the people when we hired Licia etc and the folks that are working with us now really got our back like that's a cool place to be
0: it's really cool yeah yeah So that's what we got for you. That was our breakdown to breakthrough in our marriage and in our business. Thank you for listening. Oh,
1: we should talk about, I have, before you close it out. Okay. And I think what was cool about this whole story is that it was capped off. Like, I think us going to London by ourselves without our daughter was like, it was kind of like it closed the chapter on what this past year has been Yeah, and I really feel like us going there together and just like taking time off and walking around and eating that ridiculous chocolate caramel from that dress (laughs) oh so good if
0: you're in London go to Rococo Chocolatier it's in Chelsea it's on this sweet little side street yeah it was
1: amazing so but I think that kind of close the chapter on because it's been a it was about a year. Like it was the I think this time last year I went to California. It was and that for the CrossFit games. But yeah, I think that was really cool. So
0: awesome. Well thank you all for listening in. This was an unusual sort of therapy session. (laughs) Or not therapy, but like, you know, an unusual behind the scenes. Behind the scenes look. And we just wanted to share with you because we learned a lot over the last year and we thought it might help ease your path as well. So thanks, honey, for being on the ride with me. Thanks for your willingness.
1: Thank you for being on the ride with me. I love you. Love you too.
0: Thanks for listening. Bye. Ever feel like you're constantly doing things, but aren't able to carve out the time or energy for the things that really matter to you? Mike and I want to share our top five tools for making a life, not just a living. To learn what they are, go to katenorthrup.com forward slash tools. See you on the next episode.